Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back. I am level 10 excited to share with you today's topic. I sincerely cannot think of a single thing in the entire world more important, more important to me and to you than today's title, Much More Jesus. The need for Christ, for His story, for His majesty, for His words, His example, His lordship is more important than any other tip or strategy you will ever receive. There is literally not a scenario, not a relationship, not a situation, not a burden, nothing. There is nothing in your life that will not improve if you infuse more Jesus into it. And that is the topic we will explore today. I'd like to begin with a short story that I'm pretty sure I've told at least twice in episodes past, but it's just solidified in my mind as a moment of transition for me a couple of years ago. So let me share it with you very briefly. Tyler is a friend of mine who lives across the street from the church building and works with the United Methodist Church, and we decided to start meeting up and just talk, study some, discuss our differences. And in the very first meeting, he asked me what I now look back on as a fateful question. He said, Chris, just theoretically, if for the rest of your life you only had access to the four Gospels or the rest of the New Testament, which would you choose? Immediately, instinctively, confidently, I said, easy, the epistles. I would take the rest of the New Testament. And he kind of leaned back, surprised, and looked at me and said, why? And I said, well, the Gospels are very important. The life of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the story of Jesus. But the rest of the New Testament tells that story, retells it, emphasizes important parts of it, but also the epistles teach us about the church, about how the church is organized, about the work of the local church, about how to resolve issues in the church, and to me, that would be more important to have. Well, I went home that night, and I had a lot of trouble sleeping. I was just rolling back through that conversation in my mind, and a couple of days later, we met again, and I said, Tyler, let me just start by apologizing. I have this unavoidable feeling that my answer was totally wrong. 
I went on to say to him, look, the epistles are important because they do handle church issues and they constantly reference back to the gospels. But for the rest of my life, what I need is to hear Jesus. I need to see him. I need to watch him interact with people. I need to know his story. And that is most important. In truth, that was kind of a penitence moment for me. I really feel like most of my preaching and raising was very epistle, that is, rest of the New Testament based, very issues based, church structure based, which I still believe to all be very important. But at the heart of that, the only thing that makes any of it matter is the heart, the character, the presence of Jesus in our lives. And I really feel like from that day forward, I've been under ongoing renovation. I've gotten a lot of help along the way, even very recently. I may have mentioned this to you a couple of weeks back, but Jacob Hudgens was here preaching for us, and he was focusing on the Gospels, the words and stories of Jesus Christ. And he said on Sunday, we need more Gospel, not less. He said that emphatically, and then he even clarified. He said, when I say gospel, I don't mean all of the information in the New Testament or all of the different issues and examples. I mean Jesus himself, the voice and life and person who has been revealed to us, Jesus Christ. He went on to say, I don't know what you're dealing with in your life. I know there are issues that happen in families in churches, and everywhere, but the answer is more Jesus. I agree with Jacob, and I praise him for saying it, and I've added one third word today. It's not just more Jesus in your marriage. It's not just more Jesus in your workplace. It is much more Jesus. I was pretty excited about Jacob's work, so when I went off to Illinois to preach, for a few days, I mentioned to them the phrase, more Jesus. And on the last day there, someone presented to me a couple of t-shirts that said more Jesus on them. This person owned a t-shirt shop and made them for me. And so I wore one of them to the airport. And instantly, I was carrying a message of more Jesus, literally on the front of my chest. And wouldn't you know it, conversations in the transit bus from the rental car place to the airport. In the airport, people saw who mattered to me and responded in a wonderful way. So in terms of practicality today, I have quite a few things to share with you, but from my perspective, wearing the name of Jesus on my shirt is a good place to start. I want more Jesus in my life and in yours. But for me also, I've worked hard on making him the centerpiece in sermons. I remember getting back from Illinois and kind of rushing on Saturday to get some sermons together and wasn't really sure what I was going to do. And then I got to thinking about the shirt and Jacob and all of it. And I just happened to be reading in the Gospel of Matthew a few days earlier. And in Matthew 25, Jesus just teaches us in plain, beautiful parables, exactly what the judgment scene is going to look like and who will be saved and who will be lost. 
And so that Sunday morning, I just read Matthew 25 and made a few basic observations, and I let his words lead and control the entire narrative. And I have to say, I did not feel great about that sermon. I did not practice it like I usually do. I didn't have my transitions polished, and the accompanying support passages that each preacher must tag on to every contextual point weren't all that great. But I slept awesome that night. I woke up the next day and felt this great satisfaction that people had the voice of Jesus direct and uninterrupted in their hearts as they built out this week preparing for judgment. Now look, this is not an episode to encourage preachers to spend more time in the gospel. I told you all of that because what is true of preaching is also true of every part of your life. It's great when you are in a conversation or having a confrontation or dealing with a difficult issue if you have your words lined out and say them very well and you transition your points awesomely and you present terrific supporting evidence. That's all great, but it is nothing if it replaces the voice of Jesus himself. In every part of our lives, we need to be reading, quoting, referencing the red letters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus' teachings renovate our attitude. He reforms us from the inside out through his words, through the Beatitudes, through his constant appeal for our humility and our servitude. And then you look at his actual life and how he lived it and who he lived it for and how much time he designated to communication with God and serving people who didn't even understand what he was saying, but he patiently loved them through it. And then it culminates in his outright rejection by the world and desertion by his disciples, but he carries out God's plan by faith, and the reward is victory for him and for all the people in his life who did not deserve it and at one point did not even accept it. You know what? That's the kind of life I want to live. I want to live for God and for others, and no matter what they say or what they do, I'm so driven by love and compassion and a vision of what God is doing and where it's all going that I will live a life like Jesus. I will speak like him. I will get angry in ways that he got angry and for reasons that he got angry. And in other places where I would have flamed out, but he didn't, I just want to be more like him. We need more Jesus. And I hope you understand, I'm not speaking in generalities here where you just kind of randomly say, you know, Jesus is here and we should behave better. Or, in the name of Jesus, we'll make this decision. Or, just randomly read anything in the Bible and Jesus is acting. I don't mean any of that. Or, I guess a better way of saying it is, I mean all of that. But, more specifically, I mean, we need to introduce his actual voice and thoughts and life into everything. So, let me give you a few examples to round out today's episode. 
Let's start with relationships. Anyone, you pick it. Anyone in your life where there is tension, any person in your life with whom you have a difficult past, someone you work with or go to school with or worship with or live with, it is time to bring Jesus into the middle of that relationship, especially if you're both Christians. If you are both Christians, then there has to be a moment where you say, you know, let's talk about what Jesus said here. How does Jesus want us to love each other? What is our mission by what Jesus taught? In fact, I'd like to open my Bible to Luke chapter 12 and read something Jesus said. Please, let's do this more. As I was thinking through scenarios in my life, I was thinking about 21 years of full-time preaching. I've been in a lot of elders' meetings where it didn't go real well, where they were having issues with one another, or I was having some issue with one or two of them, and it became personal and unkind. And if I ask you, how could we have done better? You might say, well, you need to tell me about the issue. What was your position on that? I need to get down into the details. I don't think you do. I think what you need to tell me is, Chris, at some point in each and every one of those meetings, someone should have knocked on the door, come in and said, guys, can we just talk about Jesus for a minute? What has he commanded us to do? How has he shown us to love each other? And what is the mission that we've been saved to accomplish? In most cases, it would have stopped me and my argumentation right in its tracks. Sometimes we need to hear his voice before we hear one another's. And maybe by sometimes, I mean all the time. If it's someone who's not a Christian, a spouse or a co-worker or whoever it might be, it will go differently. But your part is the same. Your part is to think about what Jesus would do and pray first in the name of Jesus. And yes, bring up the fact that you are a Christian, that Christ rules your life. Quote a passage. Here's what Jesus said about godly living. Here's what Jesus said about how to forgive each other and bring him into the conversation. If you need a shirt, let me know. I'll help get you started. But whatever it takes, let's vow that all interpersonal problems will be subject to the great problem solver. Now, you might say, well, great idea, sounds good, but it won't work. Maybe elders or members are arguing over some topic that Jesus didn't discuss. That's actually quite rare. My coworker and I are in a heated debate over vaccines or Dominion voting machines. Jesus didn't talk about any of that. Two things I would say about that. In many ways, he did. He really did. He's talked about what matters most and our relationship with the government. But even if it's a topic unaddressed by Christ, he absolutely addresses the kind of person I'm supposed to be, like him because of him, in every issue that gets addressed. But look, it's not just relationships. It's also life circumstances. Maybe you have big decisions you're about to make. Maybe you have illness or sorrow or job loss 
or some other very difficult thing that you're facing, you have to decide what to do and how to do it. If you are burdened by that, if you are stressed out about that, if you don't even know what to do in all of that, listen to me carefully. You don't just need more Jesus. You need much more Jesus. You need to hear what he says about that. Maybe it's Matthew 6 when he addresses worry and this world in our perspective. Maybe it's any one of the amazing things he says about money or the way he understood that the way he used his life is much more important than the length of it. You might be wondering, okay, Chris, how do I get more Jesus in there besides reading the Gospels every day? I'm pausing for dramatic effect here. Let's start with reading the Gospels every day, just a little bit, just a verse or two. But don't read without aim. Read with intentionality. Here's what I'm going through at work. Here is the decision I'm trying to face. What has Jesus said that can help me? Oftentimes, people read the answers on the page, but because they haven't asked the questions, they don't recognize those answers. Ask the questions and then go to the book. Sometimes we have all these questions of God, and the answers are right there on the page. Let's see them. But there is a lot more you can do to get much more Jesus into your life. Praying about Jesus and in his name and about your relationship with him. Journaling about that has been very advantageous for me. That's all really important. How about spending time with people, not ones that you argue with, not ones where you're not on the same page and you need Jesus to pull you together, but believers with whom you share the passion for Christ. They may know exactly what to say or exactly what passage you need to just bring the great sun, the light, the illumination of Christ into the room, every room regardless of whether it would be pitch black or fairly illuminated without him, you need much more of him. So look, my time's up here today. My fear is that you will take this as a general truth, but that is not my intention. It needs to be a literal, real, audible, visual, repeatable, recognized reality in your life. I was going to finish this episode with some possible negatives that could come out of introducing Jesus into every situation and then tell you it would be worth it anyway. But I just can't think of any. Only good things can come from these three words. Much more Jesus. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.